Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Praise God. Praise God. Well, if you have your Bibles, I'm going to direct your attention to Matthew chapter number 11, verse 28. Matthew eleven, twenty-eight. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I want to teach on the subject, learning the easy way. See the easy button? Doesn't always work, but it feels good. I got this. Where's my easy button? Amen. Well, let's just praise him one more time before we're seated. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word. So encouraging. God directs us, it helps us, gives us hope in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Learning the easy way. Now, you know, just there's all kinds of things that we learn, and there's all kinds of ways to learn it. Some people, they work real hard, but they don't work smart, you know. There's, a, there's easy, and then some people can be doing a certain job a certain way for 50 years, and they thought that was the best way to do it. And then somebody comes along and says, hey, did you try to think about doing it this way? Oh, no. And then they show him like, oh, my goodness. Where have you been for 50 years? He like cut the time in half. Amen. So, you know, if we can learn an easier way, especially in life, shouldn't we go that way? Amen. You know, uh, life experience in general is also referred to as the school of hard knocks, right? And then everybody makes jokes about everybody. Yeah, yeah, you know, you got to go. Everyone goes through the school of hard knocks, and and in a way we do. You know, there's some some things we go through. We learn uh, the hard way, uh, or we just some things are hard just just because of life. Amen. But you know, uh, an experience, the school of hard knocks, it is one of the teachers in our life for sure. But it's by no means the only teacher, and it's not the best teacher for that matter. Amen. There's definitely more than one way to learn life lessons. And I think if we can learn them an easier way, we should go that way. Amen. Save ourselves a lot of grief. You know, we don't have to experience something for ourselves to learn that it's not good for us. And that's why we need to pay attention to people that have gone before us and uh, see what they've done and, and uh, what happened to them because then we can say, you know what, that was not good for them and why should I just uh, do the same thing because that's not going to be good for me either. So you don't have to choose the school of hard knocks every time. Sometimes we don't have a choice, uh, but it doesn't have to be our primary means of education because one of the major drawbacks of the school of hard knocks is that there are consequences associated with our choices. And those consequences live on long after the lesson's been done and shown us. You know, the whole reaping and sowing thing. 
but, you know, because we know that we have to live with the words we have spoken and the damage that they do, right? I mean, we've, we've all said words we wish we could take back. You know, we have to live with the repercussions of our actions because our actions, they, like dropping a, a stone in a calm pool of water, there's a ripple effect, and you can't stop that. Amen. Uh, but you know what? The beauty of learning about life lessons before we ever experience them ourselves is all the pain and heartache that, we'll, that we will be saved from when we learn in advance and we make better choices. Because we cannot be held accountable for words we never spoke. We cannot suffer consequences of actions we never followed through on. And we cannot reap where we have not sown. And that's a good thing and a bad thing, depending on what you reap. Because there's good things you can reap and you want to sow. I mean, good things you can sow and reap good from it. Amen. But even with all this knowledge, there's a lot of people that are just dead set on learning things the hard way. You know, we, and we all know people like this and maybe sometimes we're like this. I don't know. Sometimes I'm, I'm stubborn. I've been told that by people that love me dearly. Uh, and, you know, and they just tell me because that's, you know, that's uh, what people that love you dearly tell you, you know, they tell you the truth, right? You don't want people to say, yeah, you're perfect. You're doing okay. You're all right. You're doing great. No, not when you're not because, you know, uh, there, there's a verse in the Old Testament. It's a powerful verse just coming to me. And it says, faithful are the wounds of a friend because a true friend is going to tell you that you're wrong. And well, well, that hurt. Well, that's a wound, but you need it. Because, you know, if I'm just a fair weather friend and I'm just going to tell you what you want to hear so you won't be upset or whatever, then that's not a true friend. Amen. But some people are dead set on learning things the hard way. I don't know if it's pride, ego, or like I said, stubbornness or any number of reasons. But, you know, they, they might be saying, you know, I don't need anybody's help. I can do it on my own. I'll figure it all out. I'm just going to just do it my way, the hard way. And and, you know, and people pay the price. And, and you know, uh, like I said, we can look back uh, at history, you know, people in history, people that we know, maybe our own family or friends or whatever that we've heard. Uh, history is one of the greatest teachers. And I believe history is a gift to us. It's a blessing because it can be a huge help if we will allow it to be. It'll help us avoid some pitfalls of our, for our own self. You know, why do we have to reinvent the wheels if already, somebody already invented it? Why do we have to do something the way somebody else did it? Uh, you know, Winston Churchill, he's not the only, he's not the original one that quoted this, but he's, he said this in a, in a time during World War II uh, era and so forth, uh, and he's the one that uh, said it this specific way. He said, those that fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. And so we need to learn. Amen. You know, I thought, you know, uh, when, I was, when I said sayonara to high school and got my diploma and we threw that hat, you know, I, I wanted the tassel, but I didn't care about the hat, right? So, you know, we threw that hat. Woo, we're done. I thought, I'm done learning. I'm done learning. No, you're not, because then I had to go to college. But then, you know, there's, there's, there's book learning, but then there's life learning. You'll never get done learning. And when you are, then we're in trouble because then we're going to have to learn the hard way. You've got to keep learning. And God keeps putting it in front of us. 
Um, so why should we repeat the mistakes of the past? Let's learn from them and we can have a better life for ourselves. And you know what? The Bible is the greatest book for learning life lessons. And it's full of history. It's, you know, thousands of years of man's history. And God didn't sugarcoat it. Even the, the, you know, what we call the heroes of the Bible, what we call the great people in the Bible, uh, you know, he didn't show us just the good side of them. He showed us what, you know, the, the wrong choices and the, the consequences and circumstances that, that, that followed because of those things. And it's all for our learning. It's all to show us so we can, you know, avoid some things without having to go through them ourselves. Amen. It, he, he showed us what happens when a person keeps God's commandments and does God's will. And then he showed us what happened when they didn't. Amen. So all we got to do is read the Bible, see how things turned out for those people based on what they did or didn't do, and then choose accordingly for ourselves. You say, well, that seems simple. I know it's harder than that, but... You know, really, we've got it right there. It's beautiful. The Bible uh, and then all the people that came before. Amen. It's really, really no more complicated than that. You know, we, we look at Pharaoh. Remember Pharaoh when Moses came after the children of Israel, 400 years of bondage in Egypt. And then Mo, and Moses gets called at the burning bush. Him and Aaron go into Pharaoh and said, let my people go. And he said, get lost, buddy. You know, like, who are you? I'm the king here. I'm, this is my, I'm the boss, you know. And so Pharaoh, uh, you know, said, get out of here. And then even with miracle after miracle, uh, he, he didn't do anything. His heart was hardened. Amen. And so you know what? Pharaoh, he, if he would have let him go early, it would have been easier on Egypt. It would have been easier on him. And, you know, it's very, it's very possible that he wouldn't have lost his firstborn child because that was the 10th plague. The firstborn of every house died. But he hardened his heart. He didn't let him go. And he suffered for it. He had to go through the school of hard knocks and he didn't learn his lessons. And so it took 10 plagues before he finally let him go. And then even then he said, I've had it with, I'm going back to get revenge. And then he lost his life then. And his whole army drowned in the same sea because nobody's going through the salvation of God's people unless you're part of God's people. You know, the same miracle that, that got God's people deliverance was a curse to those that it was not meant for. So only, only certain people get to be blessed, you know, with the, you know, the miracles of God and so forth. If their heart's not in it, amen, they can't just, you know, muscle into the situation. So Pharaoh had a rough time. And then we see Saul of Tarsus. He was, we know him as Paul, the apostle, but before he was Paul, his name was Saul, amen. And he was a great man. He was, uh, you know, great in the Jewish law and everything, but uh, he, you know, he just, he did not like Christianity, he didn't like this new church and this new belief, and he didn't like anything about Jesus. And so he went above and beyond and out of his way to persecute the church. And he had them put in prison. He had them uh, tortured. And I think he even had some of them killed. Amen. And, uh, you know, it was rough. And he had to learn the hard way. You know, and God had to strike him down on the way to Damascus. But he finally learned. Amen. After a little bit of blindness. And then, uh, you know, getting salvation, then he became the great Apostle Paul. 
Amen. Sometimes it takes some people more than others to learn. We, when he got struck down on the, that road to Damascus, it was right during the midday, right noontime or so. Uh, and uh, he said, uh, you know, to the voice that spoke to him out of heaven, he said, who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you're persecuting. It's hard for you to kick against the goads. That's like the ox goads. That's the thing that the, the little sharpened wooden stick kind of that they, you know, when the ox wouldn't uh, cooperate and, you know, the people wanted the ox to go this way and he's wanting to go this way, he's just right on the, you know, the northbound of the southbound ox. And then the ox goes the right direction. And so it's hard for you to kick against the ox goads. And so that's what he was doing. And he had to learn the hard way up until then, but then he became one of the greatest Christians because he learned and he turned his heart around. Amen. You see, God's word is absolute and it will come to pass exactly the way it's written. Amen. It's not changed and God's not changed. And since God's no respecter of persons, everybody will be held to the same standard, same salvation plan and everything. You know, there's no big I's or little U's. There's no, you know, exceptions and this and that. And somebody, you know, getting in good with God and, you know, like wink, wink, nod, nod. And, you know, right, God, I'm going to, I got a little pass here. You know, get out of jail free card. No. Amen. Deuteronomy 4.10 said, gather the people to me, God said, and I will let them hear my words that they may learn to fear me all the days that they live on the earth and that they may teach their children. Learn to fear me and teach their children. Teach their children so the children can grow up and not have to go through all the school of hard knocks that maybe the parents went through. But sometimes people are determined uh, anyway. Amen. You know, we can learn the easy way by taking God at His word and making good choices. Or we can learn the hard way and just like going our own way. You know, one of the saddest verses in the whole Bible is the last verse uh, in the book of Judges, there was no king in Israel, and every man did that which was right in his own eyes. That's one of the saddest verses because everyone's doing their everyone's right in their own eyes, and no one's following God. It was a rough time, and you know that was right before Samuel came on the scene and uh, got things turned around a little bit. And so it was a rough time in the nation's history. Amen. So you know we can't people can't think that they've got uh, some kind of a uh, you know, it'll be different for them, uh, or there's an exception to the rule. The Word of God is the same for everybody, and we're going to be judged. The books will be opened, and we're judged out of the Word of God. Amen. Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You know, sin, you know, you know and sin, basically, uh, people say, well, what's the definition of sin? Everybody has an idea, you know, and, the, and it's just Basic definition, the Bible said it's the transgression of God's law. That's basic, the basic definition of sin. And sin always makes things harder for people when they transgress God's law, when they don't do His will, when they go uh, the opposite direction, it just makes ha things harder. There, there's a verse in the Old Testament that said the way of a transgressor is hard because they're not learning, they're transgressing. You know, but the Bible is a deterrent to sin. It's a preventative measure to sin so that we don't have to have it harder than it needs to be. You know, David said, Your word have I hidden my heart 
that I might not sin against you. Your word helped me do that. Uh, and B Apostle John said, My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. Amen. The word of God, that's why we read it. That's why we, we come in here preaching and teaching. So we'll get it in our hearts. Amen. And when, when things come our way, we'll, we'll have a deterrent. Oh, I, know, I heard that. Oh, I, I read that. Oh, I'm not going to do that. I know that's a trick. That's a, I'm not doing that. I want to please God. And when we learn it from his word, we'll be spared from so many things. You know, and a very important part of, of, of learning the easy way is to be a good listener. Is everybody a good listener here? I'm trying to be. Amen. I, I got, you know, I got that squirrel-itis thing. Squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. You know, little attention issues or something. <laughs> Amen. You know, but I try to look people in the eye and like listen to them, you know. Um, it's a work in progress. Praise God. Amen. Um, but being a good listener, you can learn a lot. If, er if everybody's jabbing away, you know, you're not learning anything. I mean, I can't walk and chew gum, let alone listen and talk at the same time. You know, that's hard. I can't be processing and talking and it, I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, and then maybe juggling three oranges. No, I can't do any of that. You know, that's just me. Um, James chapter 1, verse 19, he said, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear and slow to speak. You know, be, be quick to hear, slow to speak. Amen. Since we have two ears and one mouth, that's why we probably should be, you know, quick to listen first and slow to speak. One, one uh, person said this, the word listen and the word silent are spelled with the same letters. Think about it. And of course, I had to, like, I don't think so. And then I had to, like, look at that because I'm not going to use that in my, my lesson unless that's true. And then I go, oh, yeah, it's true. Okay, yeah. But listen and silent are spelled with the same letters. Because you can't be talking and listening. It's, it's hard. That's why even in prayer, you know, not saying something while you're praying, some people say, well, that's not prayer because prayer is talking to God. I know, but it's also listening to God because God wants to talk to you. So there's times where you want to listen, you know, and, you know, maybe he doesn't speak to you audibly, but he does speak in your heart and your mind most of the time. That's how he does to me. Amen. And we got to listen for that. You know, oh, here we are. We could be using our 30 minute prayer time or however minutes you have. And we'd be talking at nonstop for all 30 minutes and God's going, you know, trying to, like, when can I jump in? You know, like the, you know, <laughs> the jump rope. It's like, okay, I'm, I can't jump in here. Everybody's talking there. But we need to learn to listen more than we talk and learn to listen to the advice of others. Even people that are younger than us, you know, oh, all those whippersnappers, they don't know nothing. They haven't lived long enough. You know, there's some, there's some really wise young people out there, and, and you can learn from anybody. You know, if... If Balaam can learn from a donkey, you can learn from anybody. You know, a donkey talked to him and, you know, got him from getting killed. And uh, he ought to be thanking that donkey. And he was hitting him instead until he talked to him. Why are you hitting me? Well, because you're not going. I would have been jumping off that donkey and running when he turned around and started talking to me. But he's just having a conversation like it's an everyday thing, this, this donkey. Hey, why are you hitting me? Oh, well, you know, you're... Because there's an angel right there with a sword ready to, you know, 
get you, and I'm not going because I'm trying to save your life, so don't hit me no more, would you? So uh, another person said, God gave us mouths that close and ears that don't. That must tell us something. I guess they close. I got big enough ones that could close over. But our, our mouths close sometimes. <laughs> Not even when we're sleeping, our mouths doesn't close, right? You know and you know, when you think about it, when was the last time our ears got us in trouble? I mean, I know we can listen to, you know, something bad or whatever, like listen to some bad gossip and say, hey, get out of here with that, or, you know, listen to something. But you know what, like 99% of the time, when's the last time our ears got us in trouble? I'll tell you, my mouth gets me in trouble all the time. That's the problem. That's why we have to listen. Proverbs 12, 15, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Proverbs 19, 20, listen to the advice and accept instruction and that you may gain wisdom in the future. If you want a better future, listen to advice and gain uh, uh, and accept instruction. Amen. You know, people that have gone through hard times, they can teach us a lot so we can avoid the pitfalls of life. You know, we, we, uh, that's why they, they send, you know, in, in the prisons, they send, you know, they had that scared straight program where they, you know, especially with in the, you know, the, the younger uh, kids in, in prison, maybe juvenile hall or whatever, they, they'll, they'll take them and send them to some hard prison or whatever. And then they'll, you know, let these, these guys really like put the fear of God in, so to speak, and like scare them to death. Like, you don't want to come here, you know? This is not good. This is not glamorous. You, you need to get your life, you know, then trying to teach them something. And, uh, and if they would listen, then hopefully you know, they're going to get out of juvenile hall and, you know, fly straight when they become adults. Proverbs eleven fourteen: where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. It's always good to have people speak into your life. Amen especially the people that know you the best. Boy, they can really tell you stuff. Your immediate family, they know you like the back of their hand, and they know they can tell you stuff. And you need that. We need that. We need someone to tell us. So we got we to gotta listen. God help us. Amen. Yeah, it's humbling, and it's all that or whatever, but, you know, uh, if, if we want the hard knocks, you know, I don't know about you, but, you know, the older you get, it's like we're getting too old for these hard knocks. Amen. But Jesus, he made this statement after his resurrection. He taught the disciples. He taught the crowds. He told them he was coming back. He told them, uh, you know, that he was going to rise again. He told them that he was going to go through all what he went through. And then he meets a couple of the followers uh, on this road to Emmaus. And he disguised himself. He hid himself, the Bible said. And so they thought he was just a stranger. And he started asking him questions like he was some new guy from out of town. And, uh, and they said, what do you mean? You haven't heard about this Jesus of Nazareth and what happened and all this kind of stuff. And that because of what they said, he was a little grieved in his spirit because he would have thought that they would have got it by now. That I, I tried to tell you guys everything. And he said this statement to them. He, sa he said, you foolish people, Luke 24, 25, you find it so hard to believe all that the prophets wrote in the scriptures. Because Jesus quoted a lot of those Old Testament prophets when he was in his teaching. 
and they just found it still hard to believe about this whole death and, uh, and burial and resurrection and all these things. But so in other words, he's saying if you would have learned from what was already written in God's word, you would not be in the predicament right now wondering what's going on, what's going to happen to us. You would have known that I rose from the dead and I'm gonna, it's going to start the plan rolling right now and everything's going to be okay. Amen. You know, Jesus came to Martha, you know, Lazarus and uh, their, his sisters Martha and Mary came to their house and sat down and, and Martha's, you know, uh, in the kitchen, just banging the dishes and cleaning everything up or whatever. And he, she, she's looking around and like, where's Mary when I need her the most? And Mary's in there at the feet of Jesus. And the Bible said in Luke 10, 39, and, and, uh, uh, and she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. She was sitting at Jesus' feet. When you have the opportunity to learn from the master, you got to sit at his feet and learn and hear his word amen and then she martha comes in like a train wreck saying what's going on you know and like her hair's like all flopped over and, and she's like all red in the face and you know with her little uh you know apron tied around her uh and, and she was come on i need some help to tell uh, lord tell mary she needs to get in here it's more important uh, but jesus said in verse 42 you know, one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Martha, you're careful and troubled about many things, and it's not that the dishes aren't important and all that kind of stuff, and being a good hostess and all that stuff is not important. It's just when Jesus is there, it's time to put stuff aside. There, there's the first things first and priority. That's why when the church doors are open, it's time to come to church. You know, unless something's going on or, you know, we, we couldn't make it because of work or we're not feeling good or whatever. But we, we come because it's time to hear him. It's time that we, we sit at his feet in the house of God. Amen. And it's good to get our own personal little uh, devotion time at home, too. You know, whether it's in, if you're an early morning person or you're during a lunch person or you're right before the, you know, right after dinner or right before bed person. Amen. Whatever works for you. We got to sit at his feet. Learn from him. Amen. Jesus is our greatest teacher. He said, learn of me, learn from me. We can learn so much from him. Amen. Because he was God manifest in human form. And so he came and the Bible said he left us an example so we could learn. Amen. What was that example? He showed us how to be humble. He showed us how to be compassionate. He showed us how to have mercy, how to love, how to forgive, how to, how to be quiet. When people are just like railing on you and just, just take it, amen. How to be unselfish, how to pray, how to fast, how to give, how to handle ridicule and persecution, and above all, how to give God the glory in everything in our lives. That's what he did. Amen. Praise God. And when you combine his spirit and his word in your life and put that together and we daily in whatever way whether it's church service or it's an off church day and we're in our devotion at home and we sit at his feet and we learn of him amen and we learn all we need to know for this life it's going to be an easier situation for us my yoke is easy my burden is light and you'll find rest for your souls listen to those words there's in those that passage it says easy it has, says light, and it says rest. I like those three words. Easy, light, and rest. 
That means if I learn of him, it's going to be easier, it's going to be a lighter load, and I'm going to have rest. Oh, I'm still going to have situations. We're not going to be perfect. Things are going to happen, but it's going to be much better if I put him first and I learn from him, and it'll be a much easier way. Would you stand with me? What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.